Welcome to From Our Vantage Point, where you can easily access expert perspective and practical approaches to tackling common topics and concerns in not-for-profit governance and management. My name is Maria Turnbull, Associate Executive Director at Vantage Point and your host. From Our Vantage Point is brought to you by Humanity Financial Management, a chartered accounting firm dedicated to helping Canadian not-for-profit, charitable and social enterprises build capacity for strong internal financial management. Humanity Financial Management's part-time professional accountants provide support for budgeting, reporting, audit preparation, policies and procedures, and internal controls. Their results? Financial insights that increase impact and financial risk reduction and asset protection. Visit Humanity Financial Management online at humanityfinancial.ca. Gordon Hawley, President and CEO of Humanity Financial, is back in the recording studio, this time to clarify the difference between financial governance, financial management, and financial reporting. A past and current treasurer and board member, Gordon is equipped as a chartered professional accountant, CPA and CA, and a certified professional bookkeeper fellow. FCPB. Gordon is currently on the boards of the West Vancouver Foundation, the nonprofit CPAs, and Vantage Point. Gordon, welcome back. Thanks, Maria. Always a pleasure to be here. So, Gordon, you know, you gave me again a few topics as you do each time, and really great to land on this one because I think our listeners will uh, enjoy the enjoy the learning. Why is the distinction between these key areas within the broader area of financial or finance rather important for not-for-profit leaders? Well, I think financial systems, by their nature, are often complex, even for professional accountants. And so I think if we break financial discussion topics down into discrete systems, it simplifies discussion and it makes each of the systems easier to understand. So really that's what we're going to try and do today, identify and define each of the typical financial systems that most organizations need to survive and thrive. Perfect. And can you walk us through then the key elements of each one, financial governance, financial management, and financial reporting, and perhaps provide some ideas for ways to strengthen each within organizations? Sure, Maria. Uh, But before I dive in, uh, I should point out first that when we work with our customers, we actually add a fourth category, and that's bookkeeping and accounting systems. So that said, uh, let me see if I can define each of these systems in terms that will make sense. Sure, sounds good, Gordon. Okay, so let's start with financial management systems. Okay, so first of all, we define financial management as systems for processing financial transactions. So this includes systems for invoicing customers and collecting money from donors, paying vendor bills, paying employees, making sales tax payments. Uh, It also includes systems for electronic banking, processing credit card payments and receipts, and expense reports. The important thing to note is that here we differentiate the financial management or the management of financial transaction processing from bookkeeping and accounting, which is the next system we'll discuss. Okay. Typical opportunities for improvement uh, in financial management involve maximizing the use of technology to make financial transaction processing more accurate and more efficient. And we also see opportunities to improve internal controls over collections and payments. And then documenting and streamlining uh, your existing systems can also help. Sure. And so you mentioned the bookkeeping and accounting systems. Let's, let's go there next. Okay, so bookkeeping and accounting systems are the recording and summarizing of individual financial transactions uh, that we just mentioned. Uh, so bookkeeping and accounting systems can be manual. Uh, many were in my early days as an accountant or more recently electronic. Organizations often use software like QuickBooks or Sage50 to do their bookkeeping and accounting. Now, bookkeeping and accounting is really about summarizing financial transactions in ways that are meaningful to the organization. 
So typical opportunities for improvement in bookkeeping and accounting systems are to ensure you have a system that meets your organization's unique reporting needs and to ensure that those systems are set up properly to increase accuracy and efficiency. As with any system, documenting and streamlining your existing systems can also help. Um, and you're going to be doing bookkeeping for the life of your organization. So the more efficient your systems and processes are, the lower your long-term costs will be. Sure. That one's going to stick in my head. The bookkeeping for the life of your organization. <laughs> it's a long haul. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, next, Gordon, then what about financial reporting? Okay. So when we talk about financial reporting systems, we also usually talk about budgeting. We group budgeting and financial reporting together because it's important to use the same reporting framework for your budgets as you use in your financial reporting. And this enables you to create budget versus actual reports efficiently. You'd be surprised at how many organizations use uh, different revenue and expense accounts or groupings in their budgets uh, and in their bookkeeping and accounting system. And this really makes comparing budgets to actuals very inefficient, time-consuming, and potentially subject to error, particularly when you're using Excel. So financial reporting is really the end result of all of the other financial processes. Preparing a budget, processing financial transactions, and summarizing those financial transactions in a bookkeeping and accounting system. But in order to make the financial reporting useful and meaningful, when we're designing financial systems, we usually start with financial reporting. So we start by asking the question, what decisions need to be made by the management team and by the board of the organization, and what information would be most useful to enable them to make better decisions? Once we know what decisions need to be made and what specific information would be the most useful, we can figure out how to best summarize the financial information in useful and meaningful ways. Now, most of the bookkeeping and accounting systems come out of the box with their own sort of standard financial reports. And, and these are kind of a, a one-size-fits-all one financial uh, reporting. However, for most not-for-profit organizations, customizing the reports to meet the specific reporting needs of the organization adds huge value. And it often uncovers valuable financial insights that were previously not visible. So typical opportunities for improvement to financial budgeting and reporting systems include redesigning the organization's chart of accounts and spending some time classifying the organization's programs and projects and funders and contracts. This allows organizations to, set, uh, to get more meaningful information out of the system. Okay. And lastly then, Gordon, where does financial governance and the, the systems that support that fit in? So financial governance is really the collection of systems, processes, and procedures that the organization uses to accomplish three things. First, to ensure the organization's future growth and financial sustainability. Second, to monitor and control the organization's financial health and performance. And third, to protect the assets and reputation of both the organization and its directors. In a high-functioning organization, good financial governance is baked into all of the financial systems we've been discussing. The financial transaction processing systems, the bookkeeping and accounting systems, and the budgeting and reporting systems. This helps organizations achieve its governance objectives efficiently and effectively. And typical opportunities for improvement involve ensuring the organization has completed a financial risk identification process and has a system in place to manage any identified risks. Also, there are usually opportunities to review and improve the organization's financial governance policies and procedures, and to identify financial skill and experience gaps between the organization's existing financial staffing and their current needs. So I've been curious, I've been a board member a long time, and so always looking for ways to make sure, I guess, signals that I'm, I'm doing the, a good job of a board member. What are the different ways in which the areas you've talked about might show up sort of most impactfully in a board meeting agenda? 
Yeah, so uh, I think there's three ways that finances and financial systems typically show up in a board meeting agenda. Now, two of these probably won't be a surprise to anybody, but I suspect the third will be. So first of all, most organizations set goals in both their long-term strategic plan and in their annual operating plans and budgets. And these are usually comprised of uh, operational or program-related goals and financial goals. Financial goals are often expressed through a budget or through other organization-specific metrics for financial health and performance. So the first place finances show up on a board agenda is to have the board approve a budget and any other key financial health and performance indicators that will be monitored by the organization. And then second, or the second place that uh, finances show up on board agendas, uh, is that the board should get regular financial reporting against the budget and other key performance indicators. So most management teams report financially at either quarterly or monthly board meetings with budget versus actual reports, and they discuss their performance against uh, other financial goals and key performance indicators. For most organizations, this forms the basis of their regular treasurer's report. And the third place that uh, finances show up on uh, board agendas is ultimately the board's primary role in all not-for-profit organizations and charities is governance, including financial governance. So the third way finances should appear on board agendas is taking the time on a regular basis to ensure that the organization has appropriate financial governance systems in place. And this includes, uh, we call it a watchdog or oversight role to ensure that all the financial systems that we've been discussing, the transaction processing systems, the bookkeeping and accounting systems, and the budgeting and reporting systems that have been set up in their organizations are robust and are operating effectively. It's also up to the board to ensure that there are appropriate financial governance policies, procedures, and internal controls in place. And finally, the board has to make time to ensure that the organization has the right people with the right financial skills and experience in the right roles. Nice. And Gordon, we've talked sort of about different systems. In reality, whose responsibility, sort of the lead responsibility for each one? And, you know, for, so for example, is the ED mostly responsible for financial management? Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, Generally, the executive director or CEO is primarily responsible for ensuring that the organization has robust financial systems for processing financial transactions, for bookkeeping and accounting, for financial budgeting and reporting, uh, and for many aspects of financial governance. And the ED or CEO is also primarily responsible for ensuring that the organization has the right people with the right financial skills and experience throughout the organization, but especially in the finance department. Having said that, Effective financial governance is a shared responsibility, and ultimately the buck stops with the board. The board is ultimately responsible to ensure that the organization has the financial resources that it needs to achieve its mission, and that the board is receiving all of the financial information it needs to make decisions, and that that information is accurate and reliable. In this respect, they need to ensure to take the time at board meetings to learn about the organization's financial systems, and to take steps to ensure that they're all functioning effectively. This watchdog role really cannot be delegated or abdicated without taking on significant financial risk. And which of the areas that we've talked about, Gordon, do you feel is most challenging for -for not-for-profits from your experience? Yeah, great question. The biggest challenge we see in many charities and not-for-profit organizations is an over-reliance on their bookkeeper. Often the bookkeeper is the most financially sophisticated person in many not-for-profit organizations and charities. And this creates a potentially huge financial risk. If no one with appropriate skills is reviewing the work of the bookkeeper, the organization opens itself up to significant risk of fraud and error. In order to be effective, all financial systems need to be well designed from the outset and include appropriate financial internal controls. And this usually requires the skills of a professional accountant with relevant experience designing financial systems for -for not-for-profit organizations and charities. 
Effective financial systems also require appropriate segregation of duties and multiple levels of review. The more, the better. Uh, by people with more skills and experience than the people whose work they're reviewing. Mm. So some organizations try and accomplish this by having a professional accountant in the treasurer's role. And while this is always a good idea, it, and it can work in some organizations, getting to know the financial systems and the level of detail required to ensure those systems are operating efficiently and effectively can take significantly more time than most treasure, treasurers are willing to give. So organizations that try and add these duties to the other treasurer's roles typically have high turnover in that mm -hmm. position and often have difficulty filling the role with other professional accountants. Okay. Any strategies you can share for assuring effective financial governance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the best strategies that we can suggest uh, for assuring effective financial governance are having the right people in the, with the right financial skills and experience in the right financial roles. So first, as I mentioned previously, we always recommend that organizations have a professional accountant with relevant skills and experience in their treasurer role. As importantly, unless the ED or CEO is a professional accountant and is willing to take on the role, we suggest that organizations engage a professional accountant to ensure that their existing financial systems are the best available to meet their unique reporting needs and to ensure that those systems are operating effectively and efficiently on an ongoing basis. This role could be filled by a volunteer or a paid part-time staff or contractor. But in all cases, it's important to document the roles and expectations to ensure mutual understanding. In fact, when we started our accounting practice years ago, we started our practice because we saw a big gap between the financial skill sets that many not-for-profit organizations and charities have today and the skills, and well, particularly the financial skills they need to ensure they have effective financial governance. So we designed our accounting practice to meet those needs. And another great strategy for assuring effective financial governance is to train boards and board members so that they at least have an understanding of what they have to do as individual directors and as a board to discharge their financial governance responsibilities. Mm. Before we close off, Gordon, any final tips or key tools that you could recommend? Yeah, well, like Vantage Point, I always recommend that organizations try and identify opportunities to impactfully engage volunteers, including volunteers with financial skills and experience uh, they need to ensure effective financial governance in their organizations. Uh, and also I'll mention that technology is increasingly making financial systems more efficient. Our customers typically use Excel for budgeting, QuickBooks Desktop and Sage 50 Desktop for uh, bookkeeping and accounting, TelPay for electronic payments, and uh, often Receipt Bank for capturing and filing invoices and receipts. Mm. They're also increasingly moving to external payroll service providers uh, who do direct deposits for their employees and contractors. All right, so perhaps a final tip to look out for volunteers with a strong tech aptitude as well. <laughs> Many thanks, Gordon, for bringing your expertise to this topic. Well, you're very welcome, Maria. I'm hoping the listeners will leave the session today with a better understanding of the differences between these uh, systems and feel more confident discussing them with their colleagues and board. Uh, improving financial systems can uh, reduce financial risk and improve mission achievement, so it's a great place to invest. Great. Finally, we'd like to again thank our sponsor, Humanity Financial Management, rock-solid reporting for causes that count. We hope you'll tune in to our next edition, published the third Wednesday of every month. We encourage you to submit your ideas for upcoming podcasts through our podcast blog page or via email to info at thevantagepoint.ca. Thank you again for joining us from our Vantage Point.